Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis, welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself, because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. easier said than done, right? We know that peace is a a word used a lot in church and conversations and you're scrolling, you see it on social media, but how do we actually live it out when there's anxiety, fear, and unsettling circumstances in our lives? It is hard to really access and really believe and trust that peace that God promises us. Today, my dear sweet friend, Gabby Roos, a LO sister ambassador and also amazing faith blogger and encourager is coming on today to talk about the peace of Christ and how to find peace in unsettling circumstances and how to really to root yourself in that promise of God. This is for you. If God uses this episode to encourage you and meet you where you are and just inspire you with what it really means to have the peace of Christ, Gabby and I would just be so appreciative if you could take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram story, share it to a friend, tag us, and just let us know that you love the episode. Please make sure to also leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts if you can. It would be the best way to partner with us and just walk hand in hand and help us get this podcast out to more listeners that need to know love and live God's truth. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. We need to get into all the goodness of this episode. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Gabby. Hey, Gabby. Oh my gosh. I have been looking forward to this conversation with you for so, so long. Thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Would you please introduce yourself to those who may not know you? I just love you, sis. (laughs) 
everybody. Thank you, Terry, for having me on. My name is Gabby Ruth Gregory. Ruth is maiden name. Gregory's married name. I am 24 years old from Atlanta, Georgia, and now I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee with my husband for almost two years. And a little bit about myself. I love women's ministry and just the pouring into that to see God's faithfulness throughout that. I have a little Instagram that kind of works as a blog, too, where I share faith and fashion and all things, just hoping to lead back to the kingdom of God. And that is that. I love it. I love it. You're also super involved in Sadie Robertson's ministry. Would you tell us a little yes. more about that? I love yes. that. Okay, guys, if you have never heard of LO Sister app, you have got to join. Sadie Robertson Huff has um, created this app basically just where a community of women, instead of getting on whatever it may be, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, where you're scrolling and there tends to be a lot of comparison and perfect picture, you know what I mean, where mm -hmm. she created this yeah. app to where when you get on, you see encouraging posts and scripture and girls challenging other girls just to dig deeper in their faith. And it is an amazing, amazing community where women can do workshops, there's mentors, there's ambassadors, just all the things, a really great outlet to look um, into getting. It is so worth it, you guys. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. I have been meaning to grab the app, but I have been loving seeing. I follow a lot of the gals that are ambassadors for the app, and I just really love just the authentic, like the authenticity and the transparency, and just like the daily devotionals. That is so so cool. So so yes, cool. I love so it. Fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So everyone, go download Low Sister app. Yes. Do it now. <laughs> Gabby, I love getting to ask people to like their favorite things or what they're loving to as a fun icebreaker. And I literally, since like the two years that I've known you, which is crazy to think, like known you online, um, I have just loved our friendship and how it's developed. But not only that, just like your personal style and everything you recommend. So I want to know, and we all want to know, what is some of your favorite things or a favorite thing at the moment that we should be loving to? <laughs> Okay, so I thought long and hard about this question, and I was like, what is something that I love that I want to share with you guys? So I don't know if you've heard of this. I feel like a lot of people have, but it's called Smart Sweets Candy. And Ooh. when I was thinking about it, I was like, what is something that I love? And I was like, oh, sweets, duh. Like, I love <laughs> anything that's sweet, and that's probably not good for you. But Nah, um, it's all good. I, <laughs> Seriously, the best. I know. It is, and it's so good. 
head and for it not being actually candy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I don't know if it's like hormones or like growing up or something. I have no <laughs> idea. But like I have like seriously cultivated the biggest sweet tooth over the last couple of years. Like, yes, like insanely, insanely like obsessed with it. I have like been loving yeah. ice cream more and like candy. And I'm like, I don't yes. even know what's wrong with me. Cause it was like never a thing that I really love, but like now I crave. And so I think with the embarrassing amount of candy that I eat, I need to actually like get the smart sweets and try that. Yes. yes. No, seriously. And I feel the same way because after, same thing, like after a meal, my body's like, you need candy right now. And it's just like this huge <laughs> craving. And now that I'm married, I like have a like, sm- like small hesitation of, oh my gosh, am I pregnant? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just craving sweets. And so I'm like, I'm just going to grab a smart sweet yeah. candy. And oh I don't feel bad if I eat the entire bag, you know? So go hey. check it out. It is so good. <laughs> And here's the thing, y'all Y'all listening, if you love candy and sweets like us too, there's no shame in eating a whole bag of candy by yourself. Oh, absolutely like, not. I mean, like, I mean, we all have those days, right? Yes. Um, but I think maybe smart sweet sounds like a more sustainable <laughs> a way yes. to, like, have yeah. candy more often if, if you yes. are big candy sweet lovers like me and Gabby. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's okay, so good. we're all going to go check those out now. I, I, def- I definitely am going to check that out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to just dive into our conversation today and what we're going to be talking about. I have been really, really excited to talk about this because I feel like it's something that not only we need right now in today's day and age currently, but just in general as believers. And so y'all, we're going to be talking about peace today and finding peace in like unsettling times in a culture, in a society where there is um, uproar, rioting, where there's just so much uncertainty. And so I brought Gabby on today because I really admire her biblical wisdom and her just gentle spirit to speak the truth in love. So, I mean, you guys, peace is one of those words that, I mean, Gabby, I'm sure you can relate to that. I grew up hearing that in the church. I grew up hearing it online, reading like reading books in the Bible. And it's just we hear it a lot in just in every day, but I've noticed, and I'm sure you have too, Gabby, that the secular world, like people who don't know Christ, have a very different definition of peace. So from what you've experienced, like what have you found that the world says peace is? Like what does, like what does the world say that it is, what we can get from it, and where we can find it? Yeah, so I agree with you, Tara, that we have just been exposed to a very worldly peace and I feel like now more than ever it's a peace that um, is not biblically rooted that we are hearing about and from what I have personally experienced I feel like a lot of what the people say quote-unquote peace in the world is if kind of everything in life is going the exact way that you want it, you know, that there's mm, yeah. no trials going on, that everything's good, financially stable, you know, mm. if you are really well liked as a person, I know that, you know, when, um, if somebody doesn't like me, or if, you know, they're not being nice to me, that causes, you know, some things to arise where I'm like, you know, I don't feel peace right now. And I'm like, is that a worldly peace that I am thinking about? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, or is it biblical? And, you know, just kind of what social media has been demanding 
um, in terms of how many likes you get, how many comments, how many followers, just the numbers and the hustle. Um, I also see peace as in, you know, maybe some people might think that that's just a word that means less noise, you're not stressed, mm, yes, you know, yes. where you're just trying to relax for the day, you know, I always want to have a peaceful day, you know, very, very schling, not a lasting peace, you know. Oh, that's good. That's super good. I was thinking that too when you were talking that like peace can be this thing where it's like not a lot of noise. We're just settled. Yeah. Um, you just be calm. You you know, you get to yourself. Everything is right. Everything is kind of zen, yes. you know, yeah. for, yes. for lack of a better word, which it sounds good. Like all of that sounds good. Like you're saying, like having enough money, having um, just all the likes in the world, having all the friends in the world, making sure that everyone um, just admires you and that you're in the cool crowd or whatever yes, that may be yeah. it all sounds really nice and I think I think that's things that we really seek after but that's where we find faulty peace because I mean Gabby like obviously like none of that is always going to be in our corner that's not always going to be a reality for us and I think we get really disappointed when we try to find our peace in those things and then we look in those places and we try to sit in the silence and we try, you know, just to um, build up all of these things that we think give us peace. And then we're, we're sitting there and we're like, this is actually, like, peace isn't coming. I don't actually feel peace. I don't feel contentment. And so that is such a good basis to start with, friend. Um, but now that we've really unpacked and seen just what the world feels like peace is, let's talk about you know, the only way, and let's go to the source that we can really truly only find peace. And that's from true peace in Christ. And so Gabby, from what you've like looked at in the word, what does God's word say that peace is? Yeah. So what I think, you know, when really digging into what is God's peace, you know, like what is Mm -hmm. that peace that people search for every day in the world that they can't find? And what is that peace that comes from the Holy Spirit. It's so cool looking in scripture and seeing that Jesus, you know, we have the Son of God and seeing scripture being foretold about Jesus saying, hey, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That mm. is his name. And if we look at Isaiah 9, 6, it says, for us, a child is born to us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So before Mm. Jesus was born, we have scripture saying a Prince of Peace is going to come to this world. And what's ironic to me, I'm sure you think the same thing, Tara, is that, you know, Jesus coming into the world, the Prince of Peace, well, he also promised us in his death, that he was going to leave peace with us. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaiah yeah. 35 says again, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. Upon him, the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jesus came. He came into the world being the Prince of Peace and leaves the world promising 
Ugh, that is so, so beautiful. You know, I think it's crazy to think like that Jesus like literally said it before he even came into the world. It was prophesied, like you said, before he was born, that he wouldn't only just be a prince because he's the son of the king, but that he's a prince of peace. Like you said, he's characterized by the word peace. And I was thinking too, when I was, um, you know, researching on this, on this word of peace before our conversation and in the Old Testament, like people, and I think even Jews say it now still as a custom, but people would say peace, like, and shalom. They yes. would say shalom as someone, you know, would leave. It was a, it was a greeting. It was also something that they said when they departed. And it was really cool is that like normally, kind of like when we say hello, goodbye, have a good day, like for the most part we mean it, but sometimes you just say it just kind of like as a tradition, as a custom, like you just say it in passing, right? And that's what a lot of people did with shalom too, but when Jesus said, peace, I give you, peace, I leave with you in John 14. He was talking about something much deeper. He wasn't just saying like, oh, shalom and casual passing. He was saying that I am peace, I am bringing peace, and I am also leaving you. When he went back up to heaven, I am leaving you with peace. And like you said, Gabby, too, it's important that we remember that the peace that we're given is through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and, you know, when John 14, 27 speaks about that, that was the night before Jesus died, you know, and mm. so he's telling his disciples, you know, hey, I'm not telling you this, I'm giving you a promise, and what I'm telling you is that you will have peace. I'm not saying that you're not going to not have trials in the world, because those will mm. come, but through those trials, I will be with you. My Holy Spirit will be with you. And as a result of being with my presence, peace will be left, you know. And just what Mm, a beautiful just thing to see as, you know, Jesus is sitting there knowing that he is going to be hung on the cross, but still promising, hey, I have not forgotten you. I will not forget you you know, abide in me and I in you mm-hmm. and you will have everlasting peace. And that's something so cool to see in today as well. You know, like you said before, Tara, the rioting, so many things that are going on in our world and cancel culture and a lot of things that are bringing up questions. But through it all, Jesus just says, hey, just be with me. You know, turn yeah. turn your focus yeah. on me and that is where you will find me and that is where, you know, peace will be. You know what's wild is that I think that, you know, we all like fall prey to this lie that we can't have peace when there's hard times, right? Yeah. But I think what's crazy and like I I don't want to, you know, claim or even just, you know, think that I know God's heart, but I I've right. seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of times in my life that when there are circumstances of uncertainty and unrest and just turmoil and pain, that those are opportunities that God uses or God divinely uses and allows for me to turn to him and just access his peace, right? Because I really truly don't think that we could understand peace in Christ if we didn't have those hard times. Like that sounds so backwards and it probably sounds super backwards to the world and it's sometimes even hard for me to understand, but 
I know that you, Gabby, and everyone listening can look back on a time or even a time you're going through right now and realize, yeah, like I am going through it right now or I have gone through it, but I know that when I turn to Christ in the midst of it, I find peace. And that's when a lot of times God, God's peace becomes even more real to us, right? Even more tangible and because a lot of times we don't think we need that peace when things are going really good in our lives, right? And and that's a hard thing to, to remember. So it's just all things that are easier said than done, right? We're, we're taught as Christians to have this peace and to pursue peace in Christ. And like, you know, we're going through a hard time and someone says, oh, just have peace. God, God promises you peace. But it's easier, like I said, when things are going great. So one may even say it was easier to have peace, Gabby, when it was pre-pandemic or pre-trials or pre-riots or pre-social media cancel culture. Like people might have said it was easier to have peace then. So let's look at peace in the midst of trials. You were kind of touching on this earlier. So no matter what we're dealing with in our lives, we all feel the chaos around us in our lives, in our personal lives, when we're looking at social media, when we're looking at our government, whatever that may be. So let's look at some tangible ways that we can find and hold on to peace when circumstances are hard, because this is the hardest thing I think for us in the, the area that we need encouragement in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the very top thing that would be, you know, a tangible way to hold on to that peace in times of confusion, frustration, you know, when things are not going the way that we had expected, it to go is, you know, what, what does scripture tell us? Okay. It says that scripture is the sword of our life. You know, it's mm. what we use to fight off the enemy. And so that one tangible way is memorize scripture, you know, when trials arise, which they will, you know, what can we immediately go to? Okay. what the word is breathing everlasting life, we can go directly to the source, you know, that God has provided us. And I think that, you know, the hardest thing for me sometimes is that I'll have thoughts, you know, that are not from God and maybe that the enemy's trying to attack me with that is causing, you know, turmoil throughout mm-hmm. my day because I just find myself kind of going down a little rabbit hole of all these thoughts. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Right. Okay, well, in that instance, I can immediately whip out, you know, a memorized scripture, John 16:33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have mm. overcome the world, you know. And so just being, you know, having that scripture, being in Christ and with him. I also think that, you know, finding a mentor and finding yeah. a solid core group of friends that, you know, when the trials come and we are feeling weak, that they can point us back to Christ, you know, like, Tara, Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for you because, you know, even though, you know, we don't text, you know, we might not talk on the phone every single day, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, it's just like your presence, you know, seeing, seeing you and Christ being that relationship together, you know, encourages me and just being a friend with you, Mm -hmm. seeing that and saying, okay, like, I'm being pointed back to Jesus, you know, where he wants me to go. So getting in church, memorizing scripture, finding that core group of friends, you know, that's going to hold you accountable and going to say and test you, like, how's your faith been? You know, where are you at? How can I be praying for you? I think are really great ways of, you know, 
tangible thing to hold on to peace. Yeah, that is so, so good. I mean, really leaning into God's word is the biggest encouragement that I think we could give anyone for anything. And especially just like memorizing those verses so practically and just like pouring them over your heart, you know, and just pouring them over your situation. Like I remember when I was little, I had like really bad nightmares and I just had a really hard time going to sleep. And my dad and I memorized Isaiah 41, 13 together. And it says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. And I will never forget that verse and what it meant to me and and you know how I just in those in those moments where I just had this horrible, you know, mental vision or dream, I would just recite it and I would just say it over and over again. Like I probably sounded like a crazy person because I was just <laughs> laying in bed, just mumbling over and over that yeah. verse. But even just declaring those truths over your life is going to bring in so much just so much like encouragement and nice. the Lord will use that. It's so powerful. Like Gabby said, it's it's the sword that pierces everything and the word of God is so powerful where it can pierce like bone and marrow. It can cut down through the hardest of hearts, through those people that you don't think would ever come to know the Lord. It can cut through your circumstances and I just think that's so important to remember and like it's super convicting too because like that verse was it John sixteen thirty three that you mentioned I'm trying to remember the passage yeah sixteen thirty three oh yes okay so that passage when Jesus says that I have overcome the world I think it's really funny when we think oh my gosh like I can only have peace when things are going well but Jesus literally over and over and over and over says that we are going to have trials in this world but he has already overcome them and so I think peace is not like from what we know in scripture peace isn't the absence of difficulties but it is looking to Jesus and knowing that he has overcome in in the midst of it in spite of it and I don't think we would be able to really no peace if we didn't have hard times like I think that might be a bold statement but I don't think we could truly know what peace is if if we didn't have those hard times if we didn't have those moments and those times where we were really forced in a way to cling to God and look to him um I think it's really hard like to remember sometimes that God has already overcome it but you can have peace friends like no matter what's going on besides you and around you because you know that Jesus has already overcome and you can look hopefully to that future and know that yeah like I'm not avoiding like my circumstances like I'm not you know shoving the hard things under the rug and just saying that they're not real they're very real but knowing that God has overcome just you know in spite of it and as a result of this trials comes, you know, a deeper relationship with Christ and with God, you know, and just being encouraged by that trial and having that as a testimony to look back on. That's so good. Yeah, because I think we underestimate the sanctification and all the growth that God has coming from those times and those moments. And it's also an amazing opportunity to encourage other people, you know, with with the things that we've gone through and saying like, okay, the only reason why I got through this and I got through those hard times is because of the peace that surpasses all understanding, that peace from Christ. And I don't know, I'm just really convicted too that peace can be more of a lifestyle, right? That it's not like, you know, we're, we read in Galatians 5, that peace is a fruit of the spirit, but it's one of those things that I think we forget needs to be an active thing that we, that we produce or that we rely on every day, right? <laughs> that can be right. tough. Yeah, no, I mean, it is a fruit of the spirit and fruit can't grow without being watered. 
you know, you've got to water the fruits every single day and put them into practice. And, Mm, you know, when we water, you know, the seeds that have been planted, when we spend time with God, when we're in that close relationship with him, you know, then those fruits will become to blossom and they will grow and then we can use them in our daily lives. Yeah, that's a word right there. That fruit cannot grow without water. Yeah, it, cannot, yeah. it cannot grow. That's so good, girl. That's so good. It can't grow without abiding and remaining in our true vine, in you know, in Jesus Christ Himself. And so I think it needs to be something that we practice. Like it doesn't need to become something that's super legalistic or like a check mark off of a list, but right. something that we, you know, we just aim to keep in practice every day. And I think the more we do, the more reliant we'll, be, we'll become, excuse me, upon the Lord and the more like the more ready we'll be able to like in circumstances that are tough the more we'll be like okay like I have peace and practice I have I have that close to me and I think it'll be easier to um just you know put into our daily lives right that is so so encouraging friend I would love if you could share um Maybe a short testimony of something in your life that you have found peace. I mean, this peace that passes all understanding that doesn't maybe make sense to a lot of people, but how has God really shown you that peace in your life? Yeah, so there was one time not too long ago where I feel like I, you know, I love people. I love just being positive and extroverted and you know, just going into things full throttle that I really find myself having a hard time saying no to certain things, Oof. you know, saying no <laughs> to things that, you know, seem good and things that will help me and grow me and stretch me, but maybe it's not for this time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it was a couple months ago where, you know, I had just said yes to everything that came my way. I literally think I was involved in three to four Bible studies in one week and, you know, working a full-time job, those, you know, 40, 50-hour weeks, I just found myself in a place of exhaustion, but just still pushing myself and being like, well, this is a Bible study, you know, this is supposed to be Mm. good and help me and just, you know, going into those being drained and, you know, of course, all the other things too, like we just bought a house, we both, my husband and I had new jobs and just paying for, you know, the big adult life things <laughs> yeah. that I found myself not being disciplined enough to say no to the things that ultimately ended up taking away my focus on God, which stripped me of my peace. Mm. And so there was one time I was um, in a Bible study and afterwards, you know, when I hung up, I just started sobbing. You know, it's like, we, you know, we sometimes get to those points where we just hit a wall I just felt a wall of not being in a place of peace, but I was confused because I was like, God, I feel like I'm doing everything that's good for me, you know, like I'm I'm working out, I'm trying to eat healthy, you know, I'm being connected in Bible study groups, and I feel like I'm doing things that, you know, please you, Mm. and it was just this one thing of like, you know, you you think you're doing things that may seem pleasing to me on the outside, but are you in close relationship with me? Mm, And in that time, you know, because I was go, 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 I wasn't spending enough time in my Bible and, you know, really having, shifting that perspective to just, you know, being like, you know, I'm going to say no to this because I need to spend more time with God, you know, I need to be more intentional and disciplined with how I am spending my time, Mm, you know, and so... Isaiah 26, 
journey, you keep him in perfect peace. His mind has stayed on you because he mm. trusts in you. So my mind good. was not on him. It was on me trying to control the things in my life and, you know, just trying to say yes because I, that's what I thought, you know, at that time meant being a good person was, a good citizen, a good Samaritan, you know. But right. in reality, it's okay to say no to things um, if that's going to be a sacrifice to your time with Christ, you know, because Christ is peace. There is mm. no peace without Christ. And so we have to learn, and like you said before, Tara, water that fruit um, of the Spirit to be disciplined in spending, you know, very intentional time with Him so that those fruits may grow, so that we may grow in our faith mm-hmm. with Him. And as a result, He will give us peace. So good. I think that's such a unique example. So thank you so much for sharing that. I just think it's so unique because I think a lot of times we don't realize that like, you know, like you said, you're doing good things. They're seemingly good things like multiple Bible studies. You know, you're working out, you're you're full-time job, you're, you know, you're being a wife, you're, you're homemaking, all of these things. And they're seemingly good, but I love how you said that they, I mean, the Lord really just brought you to this point where you're just run thin and you weren't like abiding as well as you could have been. And there's no peace apart from Christ. And so that just really like just reminded me that, you know, peace cannot come unless we're connected to him. Peace cannot come if we're not listening to him. And so that was just, I've had so many similar seasons in my life and I am sure that they are going to be um, coming back in my life at times because, I mean, when when you love people, when you love doing things, it's easy to pile all these things on. But just remembering that, like, if we're connected to Christ, we'll have peace. And if we're connected to Christ, we'll also know and, like, he'll be able to tell us, we'll be able to hear, like, what he wants us to do, like, what he wants us to prioritize, what he wants us to cut out. Because if it robs you of your peace, then I don't know if it's worth it because that peace, that peace is in Christ. I think I stole that quote from someone or from Pinterest. But <laughs> I just remember hearing, you know, if, if, it, if it steals your peace, then it's just not worth it. But I think if, you know, we'll, we'll put it into, you know, terms as believers, if it robs you of your connection and your peace and your contentment and, um, you know, your time with Christ, then it might need some reevaluation. So that is just so, that's convicting for me, Gabby. It's so, it's so good. Um, To close this amazing episode, I have just loved every single moment. It's brought me a lot of peace, honestly, listening to you, Gabby, and what the Lord has just brought through you. It's just so, so encouraging. But um, friends, Gabby and I would love to leave you with some, you know, some tangible verses or passages or even just people to like look up in your own Bible study and just learn from their example of, of peace. So Gabby, would you share with us some, you know, passages of verses? I know you've, you shared a lot, but, um, some passages, verses, or any like people in the Bible, characters in the Bible that really exhibited that peace that like we can all go study for ourselves and like be encouraged. Yeah, so you guys, if you have never read the book of Ruth, I so, so encourage you to do so. And I don't want to give anything away because it's honestly so amazing. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like a movie. But I mean, Ruth, whenever I think of peace, I'm just like, wow, Ruth so exhibits that. And just, you know, Mm. a woman who is so trusting in God and who she is. So basically the background of Ruth is that, you know, she was in an area and she completely, you know, she lost her husband. He died. And back in those times, whenever your husband would die, 
you know, women didn't have anything to hang on to after that, um, unless her husband had a brother. And so usually Mm -hmm. that person would marry the brother. Okay, well, his brother also died. So she had nothing. She had nothing left for her. And her mother-in-law, Naomi, had lost her husband and her two sons and basically told Ruth, hey, go back to your family, remarry, you know, and have a good life. And Ruth saw God in Naomi and basically saw that peace, I'm sure, that maybe, you know, Naomi was lacking in that moment because she had just lost her family, but saw Mm -hmm. something in Naomi that, you know, she said, no, where you go, I will go. Um, Where you die, I will die. She just wanted to cling to her. And so basically throughout this story, you know, we see Ruth in this very chaotic trial of life, you know, that has completely uprooted. But throughout the whole thing, God is guiding her to a place of peace. And in the end, because she trusts God with that, you know, that is where she meets Boaz. And because of that as well, that's the direct bloodline of Jesus Christ, mm. which is so good. so good, you guys. You have to read this, you know. So, so many trials that Ruth faced, and you'll see that when you read this book. But, you know, in the end, it's God is good, and God is good all the time. God is always working mm. for your good. And she did not know what was going to come from following Naomi, following, you know, into the unknown, but she trusted right. that. And God said, you know, Jesus is going to be in that bloodline. And she never knew that. But while I look at God, you guys, like from that story, um, from that peace that she had, that she saw, that she wanted, you know, and continued to follow, follow just who God was calling her to mm-hmm. be, that is where, you know, peace was found. Um, so good. I love that book. And I also had two scriptures, too. Um, one of them is Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of mm. hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may mm. overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the second one I have is Isaiah thirty two seventeen through 18. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. I just love those. I think they're so good. Wow. You know, I don't think I've ever just really dwelled on that verse. That was yeah. just so yeah, I beautiful. And I think it's so cool that we hear the word quiet. You know, like yeah. we were talking about how people can see the word quiet in the secular world and think that that's what peace is, but it's cool to see the Holy Spirit will also, you know, like the Holy Spirit provides us with a quietness of our soul almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so good. Romans fifteen thirteen is also one of my favorite verses too. And what I've really learned about that verse is that God gives us peace and hope when we trust him. Like peace is always a promise, but like that verse when Paul was writing it means that, you know, God is going to give you this overflow of peace and hope when you trust him. Because when you trust someone, just think about, you know, a a close friend, you know, your boyfriend, husband, parent, someone that you just love so intimately and know so well. 
when you just really, really trust them, when you trust that they're going to provide for you and love you and, you know, strive to not do anything to hurt you, you have peace and you have hope in that relationship, right? And so that's kind of the same thing, but even to a more extreme degree, obviously in the Lord, because we trust that person, you know, everything just follows, you know, have security, you have peace, you have comfort, all of these things. So those are amazing ones that we should all like, I literally want to go memorize that, yes. like that passage in Isaiah now too. That is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, Gabby, thank you so much for being here today and just pouring into all of us for this message on peace, especially in unsettling times and circumstances that are tough. And I just want to honor your amazing heart for the Lord. You are such a gentle yet bold spirit for God and everything you're doing online and off, just everything that you're doing. I just want to just thank you for, I love you. And I'm so thankful that We've been friends for so long. Yes. Everyone listening, Gabby and I have been like, I, I would say Gabby has been one of my OG yeah, friends. Yeah, I was going like, to say, here's my A1. <laughs> literally, like, like literally day one, everything. Like, I'm so thankful for our friendship. And um, Gabby, I just love you. Please, please tell everyone. If they're not following you on all the social medias, whatever you'd like to connect them to, please let us know right now so that they can just be encouraged by what you're doing. Yes. Um, so I have my Instagram handle. It is at Gabby Ruth, R-O-U-S-S-E. And so there I just kind of, you know, love sharing everything like I said before, fashion and faith, excuse me. And then, like Tara said earlier as well, the Ello Sister app. I also love writing, you know, blog posts on that. And it's just a really great outlet if you've not downloaded that. So you can find me on there too. Y'all need to go follow right now. She is the best mix of all things Jesus and all things adorable and girly. And I love it. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Gabby, I love you again. Thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough for being here and just pouring peace into us today. Yes, thank you, Tara. Love you, sister. <laughs>